Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Soul Survivor Podcast. We are back for another week, the episode eight recap. I'm your host, as always, Dylan Bird, along here with my co-host, Ryan Winthrop. Ryan, we had another solid episode tonight. Uh, unfortunately, um, my fellow Plainview contestant here, uh, Tiffany, goes home, unfortunately. Um, not happy to see that at all. But Ryan, what were your general thoughts on the episode? How are you doing tonight? So the main thing I learned tonight, Dylan, is that, you know, in Heroes versus Villains, we had a big lesson on banana etiquette, which is if you take a banana, you have to ask every person in your vicinity if they would like a banana. We've now learned tonight in season 41 about papaya etiquette, where if you get a reward, you are not allowed to partake in any of the papaya eating and the reward was your food for the day. So that was my biggest uh, takeaway from this episode. <laughs> look, look, man, I have a lot to say about that and a lot to say about Shan for this episode, but we're going to hold that for a little bit. But before we get into it, just want to remind everyone who's watching to be sure to like this video and subscribe to this channel. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Soul Survivor Pod. Also, be sure to leave us a five-star rating on Apple. Leave us a great review. Subscribe on Spotify, any other platforms you may watch on. We absolutely love to see it. Uh, we are growing as a podcast, and thank you to everybody who has, you know, been tuning in this entire season. Thank you to all the new people who just, you know, discovered us. Thank you to people who have recommended us to their friends. And, you know, I'm just, I'm, I, you know, I'm happy to see us uh, growing as the season goes on, and we're going to continue to do our thing. So let's get to it right here. Um, we had what was another wild tribal council, and my first thought is I was happy. Originally, I was like, oh, good, we're not going to get anyone. Uh, whispering in this tribal council and jeff really like made sure no one wants close. and then heather darts up and starts whispering and of all people heather welcome welcome to the season heather heather yeah uh no there's a lot to get into in all seriousness besides my papaya joke i did think this was actually a really great episode uh out of our eight episodes so far one of my favorites from the season uh dylan so far but yeah that was absolutely crazy i thought for sure i'm like oh my god this is a perfect episode there's no overly advantage stuff we're going to have no whispering. And then Jeff, even like you said, tries to make it so clean. And then Heather just says, oh, wait, I want to keep talking. And I'm like, Heather, yeah, this was Dylan and I, if anyone um, didn't know, Dylan and I were la laughing throughout the episode because we were texting back and forth. And I went on Twitter during the commercials and people were losing their minds that Heather got a confessional. Heather got this content. Heather almost won immunity. People were losing their minds because we haven't seen her at all. But yeah, this was so crazy that she got up here and she tried to make something happen. So we, we got to talk about this some more. Yeah, um, I actually saw Jason from season 39 suggest on Twitter that this was a blatant thing done by Heather on purpose in order to get Nasir to play his idol at the last minute and flush that out, which I think is an, a very interesting idea that, you know, maybe us as viewers, we're thinking Heather is just Heather. But maybe there is a lot more strategy behind her than we have been told so far. I think it's definitely possible that that was the case, that they tried to get uh, Nasir to play his idol at the last second. Or I think another possibility is Tiffany and Heather, they're both moms. Maybe they bonded more on a level that we don't know. Maybe she it was a last-ditch effort to save Tiffany, although I believe Heather voted for Tiffany. Um, maybe this was a last-ditch effort to, vote, to, to try and save Tiffany and maybe actually get votes on Nasir. And then when she Heather Heather yeah. did Heather did vote for Tiffany. And then when she realized that it wasn't going to work, she kind of just went back to the original plan. Um, but I, I think it was Heather kind of figured, I'm not going to go home. I'm not in danger. I may as well just stir up or, or maybe I am in danger. So maybe I'll just try to stir up as much uh, uh, controversy and stuff like that as much as I could. Uh, I was very surprised to see Heather do that, especially because we haven't seen a lot of her, but I'm happy that we got to see her do it because she deserves something like that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there, there, there's a couple of things here. You know, number one, uh, to, to Jason's point, you know, I think that's something I didn't even consider. Um, maybe it makes sense. She wants Nasir to flush his idol and not have to, um, and, and not use it correctly. And I can see her maybe going for that. The problem is you see everybody's talking and saying, oh, let's just flip it to Heather. That could have easily, if that was her plan, that could have easily backfired. Like when Heather got up and started to switch the plan, my first thought wasn't, oh, this is Heather making herself known as a player. We're going to see Heather make a move here. She's going to get out somebody that she wants. My first thought was, oh, my God, Heather's going to 
like, you know, really do damage to her game. Now, I did text you. I did text you but as we went into tribal and said, I think it's going to be Tiffany because you said to me, who do you think? I actually thought it was Tiffany and I stuck with that as they were voting because the whole Heather thing really felt like a huge misdirect. And I know we'll talk more about this, but there, it's clear that there were things we didn't see in the episode. They probably left out some stuff in the huddle. They probably left out some stuff back at camp about the vote splits. But it seemed way too obvious that it would have been Heather in that moment. So I did still think it was going to be Tiffany. But again, that was a really... Whatever Heather's intent was there, maybe she just was really paranoid and scared. That was a very, very risky and bold play by her part. I would think we're guaranteed a Heather confessional next time to explain this. That's a good thing. We'd love to see it. Um, we, we, I mean, my guess... And now, when I think back to it, I'm like, you know what? Maybe it wasn't a misdirect to get this year to play the idol. Maybe she actually thought that she could change the vote at the last second um, because she like told like probably five or six people to vote out Nasir, and she knew that there was a vote split happening. So maybe she thought she could pull a fast one and do like some kind of, obviously it, was, it wouldn't have been a three, two, one with the numbers, but something like that where she thought she'd get a majority, still have some people split votes and she could maybe get enough people to get Nasir out. Um, I, th I thought it was very interesting. It was almost like Heather had like, was like tired of not being involved in game plan strategy and wanted to like make her mark. Uh, it was definitely, again, I, I, in order for me to fully process what happened, I'm going to need to see her explanation next week. Look, um, in my mind, there's only, there's only one clear explanation, and it's not just because the anniversary of Back to the Future was a few, a few days ago, but I, de I definitely guarantee you to, uh, this is what happened. Heather's on the island. She has another dream. She dreams of tonight, November 10th, and she's getting no confessionals up to this point. <laughs> and she's like, oh my God, my edit sucks. I have to do something. And that is why Heather went crazy in this episode. That's the only explanation that makes sense. <laughs> Heather Heather smashed the hour, hour, uh, hourglass at home and then went, went back to change time. And, and yeah, yeah, so. If you're uh, happy with your current confessional <laughs> count, you can leave the game as it is, or you can smash the hourglass and you can get more confessionals. Right. Um, now, I want to give some credit here. Before we go through the episode chronologically, I want to give mm -hmm. credit to Xander who was being told to play his idol and it was a clear and blatant lie by Nasir uh, by not yeah. Nasir, by Ricard uh, and I'm happy that Xander was able to realize that 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 was just Ricard trying to take advantage of what was happening in the moment and the chaos and trying to do it um and the other thing with Xander is yeah unfortunately and we'll go over this unfortunately didn't get the advantage earlier in the episode but I kind of Part of me feels like Xander is doing a good job weaving his way in. I, I know he's still maybe on the outs, but the fact that Tiffany went before him and it could have sim simply just been because he had the idol and they wanted to get, and then they tried to flush it. But, you know, I think Xander is doing a really solid job. And actually I think that Evie will be on the chopping block before Xander. Um, so I think Xander, look, all takes if you're on the bottom is one crack. So I think that Xander is doing a really good job so far. Um, not only tonight, just socially, he has an idol still. So really, really good by him. Uh, so just wanted to give him a shout out and obviously shout out to Evie for winning, uh, winning immunity as well, because she, he, he has an idol and he still has his extra, extra vote, I think. So he still has two things, um, I believe. Right. Right. So he has the idol and, uh, and, uh, what, what is it? The extra vote? I think it's an extra vote. I think, okay. um, but yeah, um, no, I, I I agree with all your points. I think Xander had a oh he had a good and a bad night, but I mean with the advantage, but then also good in terms of him holding fast and not playing his idol. I think um, you're right that uh, Ricard was laying it on a bit thick. Like you have to play your idol, please play your idol. It was, and granted, I we'll keep going over this in the episode. I think a lack of food is the reason for a couple of things this season. I think right, I think we were like, oh, there's lack of food. They're changing up the game. What is that really going to mean? I think we're seeing it a lot in this episode. One with the challenge itself, two with how Shan is starting to um, change in the edits, and then three, uh, like you see tonight. I feel like when there's a lack of food, people are just not thinking their best, and they're just not, not being able to be, you know, as physical and be able to endure as much because of the, of the lack of calories. And I think that Ricard was. Uh, I think Brian Scally said this on Twitter. Someone said it where it was like, you know. That was like Amanda Kimmel telling uh, Parvati, like, you have to play your like, play your idol. Like, or it's very blatant, and it's like you can see right through it. So, again, like I said, good for Xander that he was able to still hold on to his stuff. I do think Evie is still a target ahead of him next week. Um, I think he, I, I think he's still like a top five, top maybe top three, but like I think he's like a top five winner contender at the moment. So, I mean, we, we can go over who we think is still in a good spot to win because I think a lot of things are shifting. But um, he had some good and bad moments tonight. Yeah. Um, 
one other thing. So yeah, I love, I love the way Xander's playing. Um, I think that whatever happens next week will be a lot of how I will judge this move. So like, I feel like I almost can't even judge it yet because there was a lot of mix up. Um, it wasn't exactly clear who was where and, and stuff like that. Um, if you want to read out the way the votes went um, yeah. after after I finish this, you could go and do that so that the uh, mm -hmm. the listeners are clear here. Um, but I still kind of want to see what happens next week in order to see if this was the right vote. I guess if you're in the majority alliance, you wanted to get out one of the three, Yase, and that's what you did. So right now I could say that's probably, you know, they had a successful vote. Um, obviously, me, you, and a lot of people are not happy to see Tiffany go. But from a game perspective, if you're in the majority this is this is a fine vote so that that's how i'll judge it right now now if you want to uh, read read the votes with the way the votes went real quick just so uh everything is clear to the people listening and then we'll go over chronological stuff yeah and before i read the votes i will say say that i actually really did like tiffany uh this season um i think tiffany is somebody who maybe i said this on one of our superlative podcasts but she's somebody who my opinion changed of her a lot in a positive way i definitely will admit i came into the season thinking oh well you know, previous trends will dictate that uh, a female that is, you know, one of the older ones in the cast will typically go out early. And we saw her almost leave in the first vote instead of Abraham. But she's really come on strong in the last few weeks. She's been shown to be a, a, a big player in this game. She's not afraid to make moves and she's willing to go to whoever to make it happen. So I really do think Tiffany gets a lot of uh, respect and credit for uh, the way she's trying to play the game. And people online are obviously very sad to see her go. And I think we agree with that. But to answer your question, Dylan, uh, Tiffany was voted out by a vote of uh, six to two to two to one. So six out of 11 votes. So almost a plurality, but not quite. Actually, I, I guess if you tie, tie the amount, I guess it is technically like a plurality. But uh, the votes for Tiffany were Deshaun, Erica, Heather, Leanna, Shan, and Ricard. Those were the Tiffany votes. Uh, the Xander votes were Danny and Nasir. Um, the Heather votes were Tiffany and Evie. And then the one Nasir vote was from Xander. So we have to break this down because this is pretty interesting. I think so, we would... Yeah. So yeah. the, the, the Yase... So clearly they were still going with the split vote type thing. And clearly the three Yase voted differently. So I guess that the majority alliance really did get the job done. They kind of executed their plan. Um, and I... Maybe... Maybe that... Uh, Heather throwing the Nasir thing out um, could have been like a misdirect to try and ma maybe they were afraid that maybe they were afraid that Xander was going to possibly play an idol for Tiffany and they didn't want them want him to do that. Uh, I don't, well, then I guess Xander would have gone home uh, if, if their vote split. I, I don't really know. I'm, I'm still trying to figure out Heather's motive, but uh, I think the most important thing here is that, the Yase three were the three kind of left out of this vote. And, and so the majority really did get the majority alliance got the job done. I think that's the way I could judge it right now. So it seems that like the initial plan was the split. And again, we'll go through this as we go through the episode as we always do. But um, the, the, the initial plan was to split between Tiffany and Xander, of course, because they want to get rid of the Yase's and they couldn't get rid of Evie because uh, Evie won immunity. Um, and, then the plan was like, oh, we're going to make it now Tiff and Nasir because we're going to tell Xander that it's Nasir, but then Nasir wasn't happy. Then it went to Heather. I'm wondering if in the end they were like, you know what? This is just getting way too rough and confusing. Let's just put the votes on Tiffany. Xander clearly wants to save himself tonight. He's either going to play his idol or he's going to hold uh, strong. I, I feel like at this point Xander wasn't going to play it on Tiffany, and, and maybe that was foreshadowed in the episode, Dylan, where we hear like that Yase just completely self-imploded. So maybe they thought, maybe let's just all vote for Tiffany because Xander's just not going to waste it on her when they're fractured. I don't know. And what, one more point, you want to be careful with with splitting votes in a season where people know that there's a lot of extra votes going around. So you don't want to, uh, you're kind of, you don't want to like step on shards of glass. You're like, you're basically like stepping on glass there by, uh, by uh, doing, by splitting votes because extra votes could come out and then all it takes a couple of people to flip in order to have some kind of plurality thing going on. Um, but yeah, let's get right into the episode. So we kind of lead this episode off where after Tribal Council last week, uh, we see Evie, uh, Evie talking um, with Liana trying to like mend fences. To me, this was kind of like a, uh, like we're still friends. We'll be friends after the game but we can't play this game together anymore because we don't trust each other. That's kind of what it felt like to me, especially after, you know, last week, there was no way that they were ever going to work together again. Well, to me, the, the, the easiest parallel that I can draw is look at how Evie 
handles this after tribal council when they're left out of the vote or they're in danger. And then when Jeannie got left out of the Brad vote and Jeannie was like, I'm not cooking your rice. You guys can fend for yourselves. And this just shows why Evie is a big fan of this game. And, and I think a lot of people are high on Evie still, even after Evie's clearly is, is more towards the bottom at this point, because they are, um, they studied the puzzle. They, they knew the puzzle in the, re in the reward challenge. Uh, they handle uh, after tribal very well, trying to be on a relationship rebuild tour as they phrased it. Um, and uh I really do think that this shows that when you, and we talked about this with the, when Jeannie got uh, blindsided by Brad, um, when you get back from tribal and you're either not in the numbers or you almost went home, you can't be, you know, acting pouty. You can't get mad at the others. You have to try to reintegrate yourself as fast as possible because there always might be cracks in survivor. So I think Evie was trying to do their best here to get back into places, even though it wasn't very easy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I definitely agree. Um, with that, Evie did, you know, what, what it seems like to be a pretty, uh, basically as good of a job as she could have done. I mean, Deshaun was like seeing right through it. He's like, obviously they're doing this cause they have to, but I, I don't think that they have a choice obviously. And then we even see Xander, um, saying that Deshaun's what Deshaun said really did have an impact on him at tribal council. You know, Deshaun was like, well, Evie told me a while ago that you have the Ireland. He was like, well, maybe I can't trust Evie as much anymore. And it seemed like that the Yase tribe was kind of just imploding every, every person for themselves in this case. Um, so I think, you know, obviously there's only two, uh, well, there's three Yase members left. Um, Liana is not in that, not in yeah. that group anymore. So really I just, I just want they're basically like two Yase left in that alliance and it doesn't seem like they're going to work together. Um, maybe if they need numbers, I'm sure they'll be on the same side, but it seems like they, it is truly individual for them. Uh, it, it's, it's weird. Cause I almost, I almost started out this uh, episode and I'm like, you know what? I'm like, and I literally texted my, one of my other friends this, I literally said, I feel like Yase is, you know, these Yase people are getting a pretty great edit early on in this episode. Like maybe things are going to start to turn for the better for them. And then all of a sudden, like two minutes later, there Xander's like, I can't work with anyone. I'm alone now. And then, and then I was like, okay, well, I guess that's, that's the end of that. So yeah. Uh, rest in peace to Yase, <laughs> but that's what it seems like happened here. So this was a really great part of the episode because we see a flashback to last week when Deshaun kind of reveals, um, kind of blows up Evie's spot and says, Hey, I was told that you had an idol and you were a potential target that night. And Xander's like, um, you know, I, I can't really trust Debbie anymore because my secrets were revealed. Um, and I think this was really, this was such an interesting segment. I loved seeing this opening part with Yase self imploding um, because last week, Dylan, you and I were talking and people were online uh, going over this as well. We all said, okay, is it the big group versus the Yase three? Does Yase get picked off one by one by one? Are we going to see, oh, well, Ricard, because I actually saw this on the, on the know-it-alls, is Ricard going to pull in some of the outsiders like a Heather or an Erica and vote with the Yases to get the numbers and now blindside the core four and whoever. Uh, so we were like, oh, Yase is good. And then I'm seeing th this part of the episode and I'm like, okay, they're talking, like Xander's talking to Shan, Tiff is talking to Deshaun. I'm like, okay, they're cl clearly just, talking and secretly they're going to work together but they're acting like they're they're fractured no because because i think you would agree they're not going to lie to us in confessionals the confessionals are like what they're actually thinking so when we see in confessionals they're like evie says this tiff says this like yeah you know what yase is yase is done we're not working together i'm like oh my god that they're they're actually yeah like, they're actually fracturing at this point yep yeah that that's definitely uh what it what it seems like there um now I want to get to the reward challenge. Shout out to the reward challenge. We don't see a lot of them uh, these days, but it was significant because an advantage was hidden under the sit out bench. Shout out to uh, Sarah. Shout out to Michaela, who was probably having uh, nightmares watching this episode. Um, Xander switches his spot with Erica, who draws the rock to sit out and was like, and, I, and immediately what goes to my mind, and I'm sure what went to your mind is like, did he see the advantage sitting under the bench and was like, I need to switch out because I want that advantage or did he think, or did he just think that there could be an advantage there? Or was he just generally just trying to get on the good side of some people? Is that something that could have like possibly saved him tonight? Um, the fact that he, he like got on the good side of some people, I think that's, you know, it's possible that he's got on the good side enough that they're like, all right, we could have him here for a little bit. Um, so I think that there's, I think Xander ultimately makes a good move here uh, to, to go to the sit out bench. Cause one, he gained some social stuff with, definitely Erica and maybe some other people, but 
he w- put himself in the position to get the advantage and then didn't end up doing it. So it was like a good idea, poorly executed type thing. Um, so yeah, that, that was kind of my thoughts there. Uh, and then we have that weird Jeff confessional where he's like, wasn't found. Nice try. <laughs> and I was like, I was like that. I, and then I, t- I don't know if you saw this, but I tweeted out from our account. I was like, you know, producers are thrown out advantage back at somewhere at camp. Cause they are mad that that was not found. And Davey, quote tweeted and it was thought, like yeah. it was like he quote tweeted and it was like they're about to put it in the grilled cheese at the reward challenge and i was like that is that is such the season so i'm curious to see if that advantage gets re-hidden into the game what happens with it or whether they're just going to be like all right uh this advantage is actually not going to go into the game because and, and honestly look for my personal you know being a fan of xander i would have been so happy if he found that is it probably good for the game that another advantage is not there sure i can admit that yeah, no, that Jeff, Jeff talking to us and, and saying the advantage was not found. It made me think of like either a, a scene from a movie or like a cut scene from a, a video game where it's like either like a game over or you, you failed the mission. <laughs> like, so that, that was that was a bit weird to see because we don't see it that often. We usually see people get these things um, most times. And it, like, like you were saying, and Davey was saying, I thought for sure they were going to try to sneak it back in one more time this episode. Clearly they didn't. Xander misses shot. I'm wondering, and I do think they will put it back into play at some point when it'll pop up. I have no idea, but I was also just laughing at this because you saw Deshaun's like side eye. Like Deshaun wasn't buying this for a second because to your point, whether Xander, I think Xander did, he's a fan of the game. He might be 20 and he's young, but like he clearly likes and knows the show. So in his mind, he's like, okay, in the past, like with Michaela, they will hide something at the sit out bench. So I should swap with Erica. Poor Erica, by er, poor Erica, by the way. But um, uh, I want to swap with Erica so I can maybe get an advantage, and maybe while I'm at it, I'll get some good favor with the others while I'm on the bottom. And Deshaun wasn't buying. Deshaun was giving him the side eye. He wasn't buying any of it. But yeah, no, we were both both saying before the podcast that we were actually shocked that he did a either he didn't find it like right then and there, or they don't show it. But then we get a flashback like, oh, by the way, I I found it. I wanted that so bad. I was like, oh, they didn't show it. I was like, oh, we're going to get so excited when we get back to camp. And Xander's like, well, I found an, adva- I found an advantage back at camp, you know? But then, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah I, I but, found it, by the way, so. Yeah, but but uh, we, but uh, yeah, unfortunately, we don't get that. And look, I'm curious to see if it gets uh, put back into play. Only other thing I'll say about this reward challenge is shout out to Evie for literally knowing the exact puzzle simply because it was on other seasons. <laughs> but, like, but this is the point and, and I, and I'm real. I, and this is why I feel like I always love seeing new challenges and granted, I'm not going to lie. We're both super fans. I love seeing old challenges come back. I love getting throwbacks. I love people referencing things, but we have seen this now a bunch of times where people like Christian studied slide puzzles. Spencer um, solved that five piece puzzle in 15 seconds because he printed it out and he studied it. It's Evie said, I got beads in my room and I practiced this. So I think this is showing That's Jeff and Jeff's like, future Survivor fans, you have to study the puzzles. It's like, yeah, we can study the puzzles and I'll, I'll go out prepared, Jeff. Or you can also add some new stuff in yeah, so yeah. your puzzle doesn't get solved in literally 10 seconds. The, the the supply chain screwed up from the pandemic. They couldn't get the new puzzle pieces. Supply chain is just causing so Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that was pretty hilarious. Um, now we, you know, go to after the reward challenge and Shan wanted to target Evie. Evie obviously makes, made herself a huge threat by, uh, by not only being strategic, but by knowing the, uh, knowing the puzzle by heart. Mm-hmm. Um, and now we have a weird moment and we could have a long talk about Shan this episode because her stock is plummeting for me, uh, for a lot of reasons, but she gets extremely mad at Ricard who tries a very small piece of papaya that they were eating. Um, after recorded won the reward challenge and the others didn't. Um, so you, you know, this could be still setting up the Shan versus record divide, but look, Shan, um, and we can talk about this once we go, you know, a little bit, once we go over the immunity challenge and stuff like that. And after that, but this was one time in this episode where I felt like Shan is really continuing to just burn herself down and look, you could you could be mad, but I think one of the big keys of Survivor is being able to control your emotions, obviously. And even if you're feeling a certain emotion, it's not always good to you know wear them on your sleeve. Sometimes in Survivor, you have to kind of bottle it up and just deal with it. And you know, and otherwise, you know, bad things could happen. And Ricard was like in shock that she was so mad. It was like the smallest piece of papaya. Um, 
And again, you could feel that the blood is boiling. You could feel that somebody's going to turn on her soon, whether it's going to be Deshaun, which we're, we'll get to that in a little bit, or it's Ricard. Ricard obviously is like kind of holding strong, but also like very wary. Um, and Shan, like Shan is like, Shan, it's almost like Shan is like thinking as if she's watching the show. She's like, this is the type of thing that, that destroys alliances when like somebody takes like, it, it's only destroys an alliance if you want to make it destroy an alliance. Cause it really wasn't that big of a deal. So I did not think Shan did a good, I did not think that Shan did a good job here um, because she simply just overreacted to something that on the, in the grand scheme of survivor and in the grand scheme of the game as a whole is extremely small. Well, one of my favorite parts about Survivor is, you know, the, the storytelling and when they do foreshadowing and when they plant a seed early on, and then it really grows as the season goes on and it, ha it pays dividends for the future. Um, I mean, I'm not going to spoil anything for people that haven't seen Elder Seasons, but I can maybe name like five or ten off the top of my head of like moments where they plant a seed early on and then it really comes back later. And you're like, oh my God, they were they were referencing this. So we, we saw this back at Ua. We saw this a bunch of times where Shan is, I think that we can all say that no matter what, Shan knows the game. And I think in a the right situation and in the right season, Shan is a great player. I think what we've learned though, is that Shan, and a gr granted, we can go back to the whole thing about lack of food. It's a, it's a faster game, lack of resources. You, you're, you're, you're not thinking clearly, like you're more agitated because you're just not eating. If she's not in control she has an issue with it where some people on survivor they're fine to um hop in the back seat or the the passenger seat let someone else drive and then they don't have to be the one driving shan has to drive the car and i think that she is a good player but i feel like um uh she, if things are not going her way or she doesn't have the control over the situation she has to reclaim it and again you can try to reclaim it because in survivor you have, to, you, have to, you have to use your influence to try to get others to do what you want to do without them knowing it. The problem is they're noticing it and it's not the most subtle of hands that she's using. So you're right. We can go into a lot more about Shan and, and her edit and everything. I just think that this was such good like storytelling because we saw this with JD. We saw this with Ricard where, I mean, and, and granted JD did, did get you know fooled a bit. Ricard is very smart. Ricard's not going to get tricked by it anymore. And he's like, I see what she's doing. And we see the crack as the episodes get on, get bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah, I do. I do agree. And again, we're going to get into Shan a little bit uh, in a little bit here, but uh, immunity, immunity challenge. Jeff has an interesting offer for the players. Um, he said that if a few of them, and again, he said we can negotiate, but originally he says if seven people sit out and then it got lowered to five and then got lowered to four, if four people sit out, then they'll get enough rice for three extra days. Um, Look, I, this was a very again. I thought Shan got the edit of being so overbearing this episode, and this was just like another example of it. Um, I was like, I was cringing at like watching her like trying to convince people to step forward because it was almost like she was not going to let it happen. She was not going to let let people not step forward. Almost like it, it like that. That's what it kind of felt like, and it was like. I, I, I'm like in my head, I'm like thinking to myself, like, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Like you need, everyone needs immunity here. Um, but look, it, I mean, look, maybe it was a fine, I, it was, maybe it was fine for everyone to end up stepping forward considering the challenge last four minutes anyway, and no one was able to do it. But, uh, it was a, it was a very bizarre cringe type scene in my opinion. I, well, here, well here's the thing. I actually, as we were, you were talking, I was looking over our notes and I actually had a, a wild thought in my head. Um, cause I wrote in the notes, I was like, First of all, get Angelina in here to negotiate. Yeah. <laughs> um, and granted, maybe I'm biased because I, I love David versus Goliath and I love Angelina. And also, as a reminder, David versus Goliath drops on Netflix on November 15th. So if anybody wants some something to watch on Netflix, you, you have that, um, I think, on Monday. But Dylan, let me know what you think. And as we go through the episode still, we're going to go back to the strategizing and then people getting more annoyed with Shan. And you and I were texting and our current thought process was... Shan wasn't going to leave tonight, but you and I both thought Shan's probably going to leave in the next episode or two because her stock is falling a bit, a lot, and um, people are getting annoyed. What What about this crazy theory that I had? And maybe I'm just distracted by the negotiation. Could Shan be the Angelina of the season where Shan actually gets people so upset and they're like, you know what? It's not even worth it. And Shan gets maybe dragged to the end and Shan is like somebody who played hard but ends up being like a zero of a finalist. Is that out of the realm of possibility? Wow. Wow. That, wow. 
I got, 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 I got to sit here and, and, and absorb that. So it is Shan getting the Angelina edit. Wow. So I think that because, but Angelina didn't have the thing with her tribe early on where it gets whittled down all the way. So like, yeah, Shan, Shan controlled that, but she may not be in control of everything going on post-merge. So is it possible? Yes. Do I think it happens? No. I ultimately think her time could come to a close in the next couple of episodes personally um and again we're gonna get to that with Deshaun. but very interesting idea that you thought of there i i like i like you thinking outside the, the box there but yeah, yeah. Shout, out, shout out to evie for winning immunity um my immediate thought was like okay well it's down to evie uh evie and heather Heather, 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 Heather i was like heather's not gonna win immunity because we don't know her so it's going to be Evie. And honestly, Evie got the edit where it seemed like she was in trouble and she wins immunity. So good for Evie there. Um, and now we have the post uh, immunity challenge stuff where again, we're going to get into Shan a lot here, but Liana originally first want, wants the new plan to be Tiffany. Um, they, Shan was saying that they should vote and split between Xander and Tiffany. And Deshaun was not happy about that. And Deshaun was like, no, we should split between, uh, uh, Tiffany, Tiffany and the seer, right? Uh, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So, so, well, actually, yeah. Shan says that to Danny, and Danny goes, "I think we should do Nasir and Tiffany as a split." And then Danny, and then sorry, the D names mess me up. Danny says that. Then Deshaun walks up and he says, "I love that idea." And then Shan is like, "No, I, I don't want that." Yeah. Um. So clearly, Danny and Deshaun. A few takeaways here. Clearly, Danny and Deshaun are very weary of Nasir, and they think he's a lot more dangerous than maybe other people think. And that's mm -hmm. understandable because they've seen him the whole time. They're like, he's the, he's the ultimate survivor. He gets all the food. He's an um, amazing story. He's really, really good in challenges. And while we haven't seen it yet, he is certainly a huge immunity threat going forward. He could take that immunity necklace away from Danny. He could take, the, take that immunity ne uh, necklace away from Deshaun. He has the idol. There's mm -hmm. a lot to be worried for when thinking of Nasir in terms of threats. So I think that they're probably in the right here that, that you know, is Nasir. Maybe, right. So that I think they have a good reason for wanting to split the votes between Nasir uh, and Tiffany and getting Nasir out before Xander, um, especially because they, Danny seems to be kind of tight with Xander and he could get a lot of information with him. We've seen Xander straight up, give Danny information. Um, they have a good relationship from that, uh, from the summit. So I think that they were in the right there and Shan completely shuts them down. And again, I, I don't want to sound like a broken record, but Shan really got a poor edit this episode, in my opinion. And it seems like she, and I, I've kind of been getting this feeling the last few episodes is she seems to, it, it's like her way or the highway. Um, and again, Shan has been a phenomenal player this season. Um, I was a big supporter of hers early. And I think that now things are changing a little bit. I think not only is her edit change, like her edits changing, just the way that she she's playing the game as a whole is changing. She seems to think that she could do what she did at Ua with everyone else. And, you know, I'm sure Ricard is kind of just sitting back and like, Oh, keep doing that. Right. I'm just going to sit here and no one's going to even notice me because, because, uh, because uh, I'm using Shan as a shield, but look, Deshaun, I don't know if you remember this. And I, this was something that popped into my head um, from when we did the preseason podcast is that one of Deshaun's pet peeves was being told what to do. Mm -hmm. and, yep. and and we saw that tonight and he was like he you know he tried to be like very uh very like methodical about the way he went about it he was like you know what shan like i don't like being told what to do like we just like discuss this out further and you can listen to me and then she pulls it again at tribal and he was like don't baby me i'm done we, we're just gonna do what we'll just do the vote whatever and i was and then we even see in the preview for next week that he is still not happy and he's like i'm done i'm done i've had it Shan is in trouble. It's as simple as that because I guarantee you that Deshaun is not the only one who's realizing this. Danny is going to realize this, obviously, uh, and there are going to be plenty of people there, Erica, Heather, uh, Xander, uh, Evie, who are going to be completely fine with the idea of voting out Shan, who seems to be the ringleader of everything. She, I mean, it's a classic case, in my opinion, of playing a little bit too hard and also maybe, you know, playing a little bit too hard too early. Um, so I... Look, I, I thought that Shan shutting down Deshaun so much here was crazy because it seems like such a small, small thing in the grand scheme of the plan, which is to get them four to the final four, Liana, Deshaun, Danny, and uh, Shan. Um, 
So just who you're splitting the vote against is such a small thing. Like you have to, as an Alliance member, you have to let the other members of the Alliance have something at some point. And she's yeah. not letting Deshaun have that. She like, this was such an easy thing for her to be like, okay, we'll do that. And we'll just let Nasir get some votes here. Like that, that's all it was. Nasir was not going home. It was simply just putting votes on him to make sure the idol was flushed. So I think that she did a poor job of almost Alliance management where it was like, why, why exactly are you forcing, um, something like that to happen when that in the grand scheme of the plan, you're still voting at Tiffany. It's not that big of a deal. So I think that she did a poor job there and I don't think Deshaun is going to be okay with that going forward. Yeah. No Alliance management is, is so important in survivor and people don't pay attention to it enough. You have to really be, you have to check. It's like a really fine balancing act. You have to check in with people, but you can't, like you, if you don't check in with them at all, you're going to lose them. And then you're going to be on the outs. If you check in too much, you sound paranoid and they want to get rid of you. You have to ride the fine line of checking in the right amount to make sure people are still in line with you. Um, and yeah, I think that Shan did try to do a little bit too much here. It goes back to that whole thing about control. And again, I texted you this as well. I said, um, I didn't think Shan was going home tonight. I just felt like it was going to be one of the Yases. Uh, other than Evie, it was probably going to be Tiffany. I did feel like the whole Nasir and Heather thing was a bit of a throw off. So I really did think Tiffany was going to go tonight. Um, but if Shan went, this would have been like almost a perfect mirroring of like Sarah's boot from Kagiyan. And listen, no matter what Hef tells me, Sarah is an amazing player. Sarah is a great winner. Sarah is definitely at the top 10, like a uh, female player, but like the, in Kagiyan, because we saw that from Sarah in Game Changers and Winners at War. In, in Kagiyan, we see Sarah be in a power position she really goes a bit power hungry and Cass is like this is uh sarah's the president who made her in charge and then sarah goes home with the merge and i'm like i don't think shan's leaving tonight but i do think that shan put herself in a spot to leave in the next week or two because of how she's interacting with people i'm still buying into my new theory where dylan it's gonna be one of two things either shan goes home next week or in the week after shan either goes home next or she's the final three goats. It's, it's going to be one of those two things. Like, like I've, I've fully bought into this where I don't think she's going to win. I don't think she's going to fall out in like fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh. It's, it's going to be either next week or final three goats. You heard it here first. Um, but no, this was just a really, really good, um, really good scene as well, Dylan, because I, uh, what was I saying? Oh, Nasir. So I, I, you and I both love Nasir. And Nasir also uh, shows us another key thing about um, about Survivor, where you never want your name to be out there. And the passive players, and we've seen this in the past, say, okay, I'm the decoy vote, okay? Like, no, if, if, if my name is out there, I want my name to not be out there. So I'm very happy that Nasir, and, and Heather too, good, good on Heather, they're both like, why would you put my name out there as a decoy? I don't want that. And then this also goes back into Shan losing some stock with some people too. Yeah, that was the other thing I was going to mention. It was like, yeah, she is kind of using players as pawns. Is like, you know what? It's not me. That's not. It's not my name throwing out. So like, yeah, Nasir's name's going to get thrown out. We don't really care. Heather's name's going to be thrown out as a decoy. We don't really care. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that you know Heather and Nasir were in the right to be annoyed with that. Is that is not something that should happen if you're by with your member of the alliance, or at least like Heather said, go up to her and be like, this is happening. Don't just like have it come back to her. So again slowly and surely people are getting more mad at Shan. And like you said, she's either going to be viewed as a non-factor to win, or she's going to be viewed as somebody that they need to get out ASAP. We are going to have to see what happens. Um, But yeah, then we, you know, we go to tribal and, you know, Tiffany ends up getting voted out. So this majority Alliance stays together for what seems like, you know, another episode, but who knows what's going to happen in the future. We now are down to 10 left. Is that correct? Yes. Final 10. So we are down to final 10. Um, I don't believe that they said in the promo that there's going to be a double episode next week or two vote outs, but it's going to be coming soon. Cause I think that there's only, let's see if today is already November um, and there's what, probably like five episodes left. I just saw the whole CBS. Uh, you, we saw the hopes, uh, 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 schedule today. Uh, I think the finale is the 15th. So we still have about, I'm just looking at my calendar here. One, two, three, four. We're actually only five weeks away after tonight from the finale. Which means that there's going to, and assuming that they go to the finale with five or six. Yeah. There's going to have to be at least one double vote soon. So I'm wondering if they're just going to wait until the week before to do a double episode. 
Um, but it's coming soon. Maybe we'll just have one next week, but I'm kind of curious to see what happens with that as well. So looking at my calendar here, if I do the math after tonight, we have 10, then nine, then eight, seven. So technically let's just say they don't do double episodes and we lose one person a week. We actually could enter a finale night with six people. Um, and I guess to your other points, like they didn't say anything about a double boot in the promo, but then again, Jeff is no longer narrating the next time on. So I don't think the players would say that, but I guarantee you, Dylan, if it is a double episode or double boot, we would see either a tweet or in a YouTube description, they, they would tease it. They, they they want people to tune into the episodes. They would absolutely tease it if um, they were going to show that for sure. Yeah. Um, now that I think about it, I don't believe that there's a reunion show this year because I no. believe that they read the votes in so maybe it's just the three hour finale and they do start with six so curious to see that how that uh, plays out but i think we should get to questions right now um because i know that there are definitely a few in the comments so. yeah I, and i'm happy to pull them up I, I had one more thing about the episode just to talk about quickly right. um yep. now that we've um lost some shan stock which is unfortunate because i really do like shan do you have any thoughts on who is standing out as a winner in your eyes because i feel like i have a new fa favorite for a winner right now uh I'm still very high on Liana um, because she keeps, she seems to keep getting um, weird, weird. Like uh, she's like almost like narrating what's going on. She seems to be like getting a lot of winner type quotes. I also think Deshaun, they could be setting up Deshaun to have his big moment if he blindsides Shan. So I, I think that's, those are, those two are probably my top two at the moment. Yeah, no, I, I'm 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 in complete complete agreement. I was gonna say either Liana or Deshaun, but I was referring to Deshaun. Um, I was actually thinking about our preseason coverage, and I, I might go back and watch it after this, where we went over each person individually. And I told you, and I had the same thing with JD. And granted, the problem with JD is that he's only 20 years old. He's still very young, very impressionable, clearly. But I said Deshaun. I said Dylan. This guy. He started talking, and I immediately like smiled. Like he has that that likability to him. And he obviously is a great communicator and he is 26. So I think he's a, he's a really good age for survivor. If you're in that, like 24, 25 to like 31 range, if you're in that middle range, I think that that's a great spot for a survivor player, maybe like 30s, mid thirties too. He just is so good at um, communicating with people. And I think that he's very likable. And I think two things in the last two weeks made me think that he's my new, not winner pick, but like he's my new front runner now that Shan has fallen a bit and Liana's still up there, but we saw her kind of get duped last week by Xander. So that, that hurt right. her a little bit still could happen. Um, that last week we saw that Deshaun's name was thrown out by the Yase three. So if everybody votes for Evie, Evie gets the idol played on her. Deshaun goes home next. And he's like, I can't have that happen. So he says, what if we throw out Sydney? And then Sydney gets some traction. And then granted, she does go home in the end because she plays the shot in the dark. She could have voted for Evie. There could have been a, a tie vote. And then Evie goes home on the revotes. But nevertheless, Sydney's only in danger there because Deshaun gets the ball rolling on her. So Deshaun is a good winner, possibly because he deflects his name onto Sydney. Then this week, we see him noticing, okay, I'm working with this woman, Shan, and I want to work with her, but she's making it difficult because she's very pushy and she needs control. I might need to take her out at some point to get to the end. So, but then, then again, she could also be a shield for me. So I feel like those two things made me be very high on Deshaun these last two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely agree that uh, he's doing a great job. I think Xander is almost, I think Xander could be getting like a fallen angel at it actually also uh, something, to watch, yeah. something to watch out for there. Um, but definitely a fan favorite for sure. Um, but yeah. yeah, let's get right to the questions. Now, while Ryan is pulling up the questions here, just want to remind everyone to like this video if you're watching it right now. If you're watching it later, like the video, subscribe to this channel if you haven't already. Also, be sure to follow us Twitter, Instagram at Soul Survivor Pod. Go on to Apple, subscribe, Spotify, subscribe. Leave us a five star rating on Apple, five star review. It really helps us out. And let's get to the questions here. Let's get to the questions. Uh, let's see. First question. I also love seeing uh, that everybody's very happy Heather got more airtime. <laughs> we love more. We love more <laughs> we Heather airtime. Love to see it. She's great. Honestly, she's great casting. Like, I feel really bad she hasn't gotten more confessionals because she's great. Yeah. Yeah. I um, agree with that. Okay. So, the Ohio State fan, thanks for always being here, says, Do you think Evie would have been voted out had she not won immunity? So, again, we don't see everything on the show. We see basically like one hour of like a 72, 
48 hour time span from what we saw on the episode it looked like had evie not won immunity shan and liana would have pushed very hard for evie to go and it sounds like from confessionals that xander also was like since evie has not been trustworthy i'm okay with letting them go yeah yeah i was gonna say my guess is yes she would have been voted out yeah, I, I think that it would have been different if we see, like, in confessionals, Xander's like, I want to keep my Yase crew together for a little bit longer. But the fact that Shannon and Liana were pushing for it, and because Xander also was like, Evie's kind of threw me out there to Deshaun, I feel like Evie would have been in big danger if they, if they didn't win. Yep, yep, I agree. Um, this was a great question. I saw this come in, and I wanted to wait for this uh, afterwards. Hokie Survivor fan said, would anyone really be looking for an advantage if they're not prompted by a note saying there's an advantage at the next challenge. So clearly what they're referring to is this isn't like uh Jeremy Kelly or Troy's end where they get a note and it says, look for an idol and they look for it. They're saying, if you're not told, would you still look, do you want to go first? Uh, yeah. I don't think Xander got a note or anything. Um, like, I don't think that any of them knew that there was going to be an advantage. Um, my guess is that Xander just thought, well, we've seen something out on the sit out bench before. So like, I don't, Maybe he was just like, let me just double check. And like, he just, you know, checked quick. Um, yeah. Didn't see that it was like in between that little, like a uh, thing that like a little beam on the thing. And it was just like, uh, there's nothing here. So I'm just going to sit and watch the challenge. Cause I don't want to look like he was not going to like go and lay on the floor uh, while everyone's sitting right there watching, doing the puzzles. So I think he yeah. saw his chance at the beginning, did a quick look, didn't see it. And that was it. Like, I don't think he really, I, I don't think, I think he, just basically his knowledge of past seasons was the reason he was looking yeah. I thought for sure he was going to find it. I, I was so sure he was going to yeah, find I was it. Like 100% I was percent sure, basically. I was, I was shocked. When um, but I, I, I think you're right, though, Dylan, because um, I think he's just a fan of the show. And we've seen Jeff do this before, especially with Michaela. So Xander knew to look for an idol. Um, and I think I think anybody in that spot, maybe not Heather, but most people in that spot probably would have looked for the idol. And I can prove this to answer Hokie's question because the great Christian Hubicki said on Twitter, I don't know if you saw this, Dylan, he said on Twitter that one time when I was out sitting out of a challenge or I was on the sit out bench or I, I got knocked out of like the immunity challenge, whatever he said, I was looking for an, an advantage under my bench. So even th- four seasons ago, Christian himself was like, I was looking. So probably I feel a common like, thing. Yeah. What's up? Probably a common thing to look. Yeah. At. I guarantee you at, at some point we, we ever since game changers, I guarantee you new players are now always going to be looking for an advantage at the sit out bench always. Yep. I agree. Uh, next question comes to us from, let's see here. Let's see. Uh, Kay Bonilla, do you guys, sorry, do you think the guys, I assume he means Deshaun and Danny, do you think the guys want to work with Xander and that's why they didn't target him? I think they probably see him more as a shield. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're like, if Xander's here, they're not going to go for us. So that's my immediate thought on that. I don't think they want to work with him. I think, I think they may want to work with him. Wh- I think they may want to work with him for a few votes just to keep him as a shield possibly. But so I, I think they, they just see him as like a target. That's not me. So my backup question to you then would be, do you think they see Xander as more of a shield than Nasir? Because Nasir yeah. and Xander are very similar because they're both physically fit guys that can win challenges and they both have an idol in the game. So you, you think that they think Xander is a bigger shield in the game than the seer might be. Yes. Because like he, I mean, look for, tough for me to say, cause I guess from their perspective, they're like, all right, well, both of them have idols, but I think that they, I think Xander's, I think more people care about Xander right now almost. So I think that they're like, all right, well, Xander's always going to be an option for all these people. Um, especially because like maybe, uh, I, I don't know. It's kind of tough to it's kind of tough to say. I, I think I think, but I think ultimately they want to keep Xander around because they see him as a threat. They maybe see. I think they see him as a bigger threat than Seer possibly. I think because after last week's uh, shenanigans where he fooled Liana, I think he proved himself to be kind of a strategic threat as well. Right. Where right. Nasir, and granted, to be fair to Nasir, Luvu never had to go to tribal, so Nasir never had to really like like prove himself like that. But physically and socially and strategically Xander seems to have it all going for him. So I think that's maybe why the guys want to maybe keep Xander for, for a few more votes. I could see if, if I lived in Danny and Deshaun's world, I would think, okay, Evie is clearly very smart. Evie has to go next. Maybe we'll keep Xander for one more vote, get rid of Nasir. Then I think they would maybe want to get rid of Xander at that point. Yeah. I, yeah, I, that's what I think. I think 
you make a good point with that with Xander pulling off the whole big move at last tribal is like he's the guy now. Mm-hmm. Uh Cablenia had a, another question saying, Do you think a lack of food is playing a big role in the season? I, I I definitely think so. I think the biggest evidence to me clearly was a challenge. Was the challenge? Well, two things. One, it was the yeah. challenge because Spencer <laughs> did it for like an hour and a half. Um Aurora won this in Edge of Extinction after like, I don't know, maybe 30, 40 minutes, whatever it was. This lasted four minutes, Dylan. That's crazy. I don't think someone actually someone Stephen Fishback asked on Twitter or someone someone said, could this maybe have been like the shortest challenge in history? Like, like, can you think of another challenge that ended quicker than this one? Maybe four minutes. Not in recent history. I can't think of anything. So. So, yeah, I think that was the biggest thing that proved to me that a lack of food is playing a role. And the other thing that I think showed me that a lack of food is is playing a big role goes back to when Liana. No, I'm sorry, when Shan first made the mistake of saying in front of Tiffany, hey, Liana, did you get the uh, advantage right in front of Tiffany, which it's just a no-no. You should never do that. So I think those two things proved to me that the food is a big issue this season. Yep. Yep, I agree. Last question we have so far, Dylan, unless anything sneaks in here, like Heather, <laughs> this will be the last question. Oh, oh no, somebody got a new question here, but um, uh, Ohio State fan has a great question for you, Dylan. Uh, since are you guys going to maybe work on trying to interview Tiffany on this podcast? Since she lives really close to Dylan, this would be really cool to see. She exceeded my expectations. A hundred percent going to try to work on that. So we will see what happens, but uh, yes, I will do what I could do to get Tiffany on the podcast after the season ends. I would love to have Tiffany as uh, cause again, we're going to have a new season start in March. I think the new start date is March 9th, I believe. So we're going to have like basically two whole months to fill a little bit longer to, to before the new season. I would love to have Tiffany on as a, uh, a in between seasons guest for sure. Yep. Yep. I completely agree. Uh, okay. Uh, there's no more questions, Dylan. Do you have any other thoughts about the episode tonight? Not much, um, but I'm excited to see the way this goes. I think we have a lot more exciting tribal councils coming up with all the advantages in play. Obviously, more advantages are going to be in play. I think we saw that from tonight. Um, I think that that advantage is going to be rehidden somewhere. If I had to guess whether we know that it was the same advantage rehidden or not, we'll probably never know that until after the season. But I think that with the, you know, I think that there's some potential for a lot of great tribal councils going forward here. And I'm curious to see if, you know, who makes that big move, uh, how these power rankings kind of shift going forward. Um, and yeah, good episode tonight. Yeah. Uh, I'm really, I think this is uh, so far a pretty good season. I said this last week where, there have been some episodes that have been very advantage heavy that I wasn't a fan of. There have been some other episodes like this week. And I think uh, I'm trying to remember whose boot episode it was. There was another week where I thought, I thought it was really good. So I think the season has so far had both bad and good episodes, but overall I think this is a really good cast and I can't wait to see what happens next. Yep. I'm excited. And like always, Oh, that was my. I was gonna say I was I was I was I was I was bringing you to the end here. Uh, no, I'm sorry. For maybe I have maybe I have lack of food for some reason. <laughs> I, for some reason, I forgot that when you were asking me to pull up the questions, you did your whole. Please leave a like, uh, comment, uh, give a rating. <laughs> so that was my cue to do the wrap up. I got it. I'm good. Take two. <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, so we have nothing else for you. So once again, as always, unless there's anything else, grab your torches and head back to camp. Good night.